Hello and welcome to MindWorks Choose Your Thinking, live from Des Moines, Iowa, where we discuss and share our experiences with the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and hopefully talk about some strategies for living a happier, more stress-free life. Good evening. I'm Ben. We want to thank you for listening. As always, we want to thank you for your comments, your suggestions. If you haven't already, please check out our website at mindworksforme.com. That's mindworks with an X, forme.com. Feel free to read our blogs. There's new ones that we try to try and put out every week. And also be sure to leave us any comments or suggestions you think that you might have. And a quick reminder of your charming but yet flawed MindWorks host. My name is Mitch Kunert. I'm a MindWorks coach and consultant, uh, continuing to be a school principal, a father and husband, all of the above. And as you can tell, feeling a little under the weather today. I have, I have my sexy voice today, so mm-hmm. hopefully you can bear with me. And I'm Ben Stein. I have a cat. <laughs> Okay. And I'm also a MindWorks coach and consultant, uh, teacher here in West Des Moines, and love and life. I'm Melissa Clayton. I don't have a cat, um, but I do have two kids. I'm a seventh grade language arts teacher. Right now, I'm in the midst of wearing a lot of hats. Um, a lot of them are coordinating baseball, summer camps, carpools, play dates, you name it. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Yeah, It's 60 degrees out. I can relate totally. And uh, today was I'm beautiful. I'm loving it. It's great. So guys, let's do a quick check-in around the room. We haven't done a podcast in a few weeks, so... Ben, what's on your mind today? I'll tell you what. I was at a wedding this weekend. We had a magnificent DJ, truly phenomenal. His name, I think, was Hmm. Mr. Mitch Kunert. And it was great. We were at a table, and we were having a wonderful conversation with these two beautiful women. Um, They're married, and and they're loving life. And we were talking about how we got onto the three principles. And and they had taken this class, and they really didn't dig it. And so I I wanted to know. And, And they were so wonderful, and I'm so grateful that I had this experience. But, you know, we talked about the mind. And when Sidney Banks, when he talks about the three principles and he talks about these three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, all life begins with the mind. Well, once you start talking about where does life come from, well, for a hundred different people, that might be a hundred different answers. And I believe that they were thinking that, you know, it had to do with one God of one, one set religion, whatever it is. It can be anything that you choose it to be. For myself, um, you know, it's, it's the universal spirit. Uh, I, I, when I was growing up, I grew up in a Jewish home and, and our dog, his name was Ruach, right? And so it was, that's fun Bless to say. you, by the way. Bless you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so uh, Ruach is, is a Hebrew word for, for the spirit, the spirit of life. And that's really quite simply all it is. Um, and, and that resonates through all kinds of religions, that, that idea that there is the, the beauty and the energy of life. And that's what mind is, really. That aside, everything else in life really is about the way that we choose to think. And again, we go back to the 100,000 thoughts that we choose to have in a day and being aware of our thinking so that if we're thinking negative thoughts, if we can be aware of it, and if we can choose to change those negative thoughts into positive thoughts, then all of a sudden what might have been a very dark, cloudy day can turn into a very bright day. Nothing changes but you, and that changes the environment. Well, and absolutely, and, and the whole concept is really thought is how we interact with life, you know, and, and that energy of mind is is the power behind the system is how many people will call that. And so there have been folks that have taken our, even our class and have been 
conflicted at that point mm-hmm. talking about mind because you can absolutely associate it with a god if you want to the power of all things or you know what creates life but um for for us it it doesn't have to be that complicated it really doesn't and so and that's one of the things where i hope it doesn't turn people off from that conversation but it also could turn it on because uh, i know my sister in particular um after she took the course and after she understood the three principles and how we interact with our own thinking, she found beauty in the, the scripture and she found new meaning in the scripture. And Ben, you've talked about that before too. Right. Um, really powerful stuff. Right. I have a friend who's a minister and and it was much like my journey in, in trying to understand uh, about myself and that, you know, I read all these self-help books and I read it and then I would, I, I was introduced to the three principles and like all of a sudden it had a very a very deeper, almost spiritual meaning. Um, a very good friend of mine, Ray Lewis, who, who's very religious, he even says that, you know, the same experience that he had with the Bible, he read it, he understood it, and then he experienced the three principles, and it took him to a very deeper level because of the way that, that we choose to think and the fact that we are the ones who control how we can choose to think, and that can change our lives. Well, that sounds like it was a great conversation with those folks. And I'm going to go back to the DJ. I mean... <laughs> I, I heard really good things. Oh, so MC Productions of West Des Moines, right? Okay. Is that why your voice is gone? That's, why, that's right. I had right. so much fun DJing that wedding that night that uh, I lost my voice. So believe it or not, last time we were together was before Valentine's Day. So yeah, mm-hmm. we've been off uh, a little bit here, um, just enjoying life, obviously. Uh, and so one of my last check-ins was about Valentine's and the, the presents and the things you got to do. And it, it kind of bleeds perfectly in today's topic of we're going to talk about uh, expectations. Um, and so it's one of those things where um, we were we were concerned, right? I was concerned, like, am I going to get the mm-hmm. right gift? Am I, you know, what are you do you judge me if I buy it like the night before versus I've already had it for a week and a half, you know, all the thinking that goes into that piece of it. Well, the good news is, um, Kelsey and I had a great Valentine's day with the young ladies, our, our daughters. And we, I, I ended up getting tickets to Blake Shelton and that concert was phenomenal. Oh, it was, it was, he was here in Des Moines and, uh, it was a Thursday night right before spring break. So I was in the right frame of mind too. And I could enjoy the night because I didn't have to get up to work the next day. So, um, all in all, it was a great, great afternoon. And, and we have friends who have these huge anxieties as it comes into Valentine's Day because they are worried and their thinking is, oh my God, am I going to do this right? Do I get the right gift? Is, is my significant other going to be upset? Um, and I, I think when you are aware of that thinking and you can just say, you know what, I'm going to put that back into the river of thoughts. And at the end of the day, do, do your best, you know, and, and just see where it goes. And I think that there's that sense of relief to know that, you know what, I'm not, I'm just not going to worry about it. Uh, Melissa, how was your Valentine's Day? It, it was great because I don't have any expectations on <laughs> Valentine's Day. So um, there's no sense of disappointment if you don't have any um, high expectations for that. So that's great. Um, talking about expectations, um, I the last podcast I, I shared with um, you and all the listeners that I had a large sense of anxiety because I was comparing myself to um, how Mitch and Ben just really have this chemistry and talking about the three principles. And it's It's been a few weeks since our last podcast, but I feel so much more confident than I did before. Um, Got a lot of good comments from friends and family members. They could have been lying or just trying to appease me, but it didn't matter. Right. It made me feel good. And so... um, (laughs) Anyway, I'm, I'm trying not to have too many expectations for myself today. Um, I, I'm trying to have fun and just accept what it is and move forward. And I'm excited about being with you again. 
So Well, and I think this is a great segue into where we're going with our podcast today. And, and it really does relate to how we relate to other people. And I think a lot of that has to do with how we accept versus expect others. And oftentimes, I think that when we expect so much from our, our friends, our families, our coworkers, and sometimes when they don't meet those expectations, we have a hard time accepting that. Uh, but again, that's often controlled by how we choose to think. So what exactly are the differences in the definitions between accepting and expecting, Ben? Well, I think, I think that when we expect something, we have created something in our mind's eye. We think that our significant other should do these certain things. And that, by the way, when we talk about the three principles, so much comes from a belief system. And that belief system comes from the tree that we have fallen from. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. When I was growing up, I saw my parents and their relationship. So I believed that this is the way a husband should be. This is the way a wife should be. I believed that the interaction between my parents and their siblings meant that this is the way it's supposed to be between my brothers and my sisters. Um, clearly, you know, the the culture that I was introduced to, whether it was on TV, the radio, what, what have you, is this sense of belief that a relationship should be, quote unquote, this way. Well, when it wasn't that way, because I was expecting too much, the fact of it is, is that people fell short and I was disappointed. And certainly I fell short of people's expectations. And fortunately, <laughs> having done that so many times, mm-hmm. uh, what Mitch and I like to do when we first teach this class is we like to share with our audience Set your expectations low. <laughs> low. Mm-hmm. Bring it down. Yeah, bring mm-hmm. it down. Because chances are, if they are low expectations, we will exceed those expectations. But if they're too high, we're not going to meet those expectations and people will be disappointed. And if you think about it, oftentimes we do that with the people around us instead of just accepting who they are. They are flawed. They may not bring you flowers on Valentine's Day. They may not give you that Mother's Day card. And I realize that, you know, there are, there are certainties of, of life and, and the wisdom of the world, which says, yeah, you don't forget Mother's Day. And oh, by the way, you don't forget Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Well, conversely, acceptance then, the definition there is acceptance is receiving someone into a relationship and acknowledging those differences. Um, and, and they are, it, it, they're two very unique words with two very different outcomes when it comes to our personal thinking. Um, you know, we um, every single relationship goes through this this I, I guess cycle of expectation. Um, you the first time you meet someone, you know, and and you you give them your number, you expect them to call. And it's funny, there's full on movies like comical movies, like oh no, you wait three days, you got to wait three days mm-hmm. to keep them on the line, and then oh no, you got you call right away, you know, so. There's a lot of comedy involved in that piece of it. But the bottom line is, is every single one of us has a personal expectation that in many times, in many cases, is not advertised to the person that we're actually Mm -hmm. interacting with, which when it's not, and then all of a sudden that person doesn't meet my expectation, that causes a lot of internal feelings. So you start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. They didn't like me. I gave them my number and they didn't call me back. Um, or they didn't call me in time, so now if they call me, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk to them now. And, and you create, you you make up this new universe of this relationship, 
And even the closest of relationships, been married to my wife, Kelsey. And, you know, we're, we're in that five to six year window right now. And it's one of those things where we still have this happening and it can be something as simple as, and again, we've talked about this in the past, like, where do I place my shoes when I get home? Okay. First thing she expects me to take my shoes off, which I fail to do from time to time. Uh, good news is we got rid of our carpet. We have new flooring now, so it's a little easier for me to clean up if I forget that fact. But then there's a there's a space. She expects me to put them in a certain spot. Now that might you might think, oh, that's so trivial. But in her mind, <clears throat> she has an expectation that she has informed me of, and I should follow through on that. Now, this is where it gets a little crazy. Is that if I do fail that? I hope that she understands that I didn't intentionally do that. Like, who knows what was happening that morning. Maybe I had to set the kids down. And I had to run to, to the restroom, whatever it might be. If I didn't meet that expectation, I hope that she doesn't internalize it as I did that purposely to hurt her. And, and, and that's some, if you can come to an understanding as a couple that this is how we operate and, and we can communicate back and forth. And if those expectations don't get, get missed, that we can communicate about that. So. And to assume the best out of each other, right? That's right? So if you do text someone and maybe you're in a relationship and they didn't respond for three or four hours, maybe they were busy or maybe they were taking a nap or maybe they were in the middle of a really good movie or didn't realize that their phone wasn't turned on, right? So we assume the best out of um, the person that we're in a relationship with, whether it's a family relationship or maybe they're trying a to romantic be more present. relationship maybe they're trying to maybe they're meditating for three <laughs> hours um but not to place those expectations on people and then let our anxieties take us away to places that aren't probably reality well i think of you know i i, I teach early american history and so i think how fortunate these people were that they would send a message and they didn't know when that message would come back. It might come back three, four, five, six months down the road. So I think that sort of lowered the expectation of getting something in the mail. We live in this fast-paced world now that as soon as we instant message someone, as soon as we message somebody on Facebook, we're waiting. And as we're waiting, we are creating a reality that oftentimes doesn't exist. Oh, they're angry. They're not going to respond. Um, oh, they're doing this with this person. And the more we think and then the more it spirals, Again, we are creating the reality because it's processed through thought. And what I like to do is if, if I text somebody and I, uh, and sometimes being a teacher, you know, you'll send an email and it's a, it's a tough email to a parent. You're worried about it. You don't get that response right away. Then it's another day. It's two days. It's three days. And, and what I'm so much better at doing now is not worrying about it. I mean, I don't know what, what the response is going to be. And because I don't know, I'm going to choose to say, you know what, when I find out, that's when I'll give it the attention that it deserves. Until that point, I need to let it go. And we talk about all the time in our class about neuroplasticity. You can train your thinking, your your brain networking to 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 react and respond differently than I think in so many ways how we choose to respond in the way that we do right now. Mm-hmm. Very true. And I think also one of the components of this is that when you have an expectation that doesn't get met, um, one of the things that we talk about also in our class is, is what is your emotional response like? Um, I'm sure we all know people in our lives or have had, had relationships in our lives when something small, and I'm, I'm going to use the toilet seat up, has caused uh, a, just a tremendous, like even an anger output, like 
how dare you do this? Like, I want that down. I fall in every night if you leave that up. And like, it causes this big conflict. I've had, we've had couples with us that, that oh my God, we, talk, we fight about that all the time. And, and you want to look at them and say, okay, let's take a step back from the three principles on this and let's really th- look at the thinking that's involved there. Is anybody in danger with the toilet seat up or down? Is there, is there an emotional response that you really should maybe bring real that back in a little bit? You know, what, what are we talking about here? What impact is it going to have on the relationship? It's your expectation that it's up. Uh, and I forgot, or I didn't put it down. Come on now, like, and so we talk about that emotional response, and having an understanding of three principles, knowing how I think, knowing about expectations that I have that expectation, I can control my response a lot better, and I can recognize when somebody is a little bit over over the top on it. Well, and you're referring to something small like the toilet seat up or down. Then you go to something very big like the toilet paper going over or going <laughs> yeah, under. under right. um, and, and I do. I mean, there is, there is a scientific fact that it actually does go over, not under, but whatever. The point is, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're going to build on a relationship, if you're going to pursue a relationship, then you really do have to work on those things. And you do have to work on not just the acceptance, but it's also the idea that, you know, if, if my significant other wants the seat down and is really getting frustrated i do need to be more aware of that and i do need to respect that and i do need to work at that it's not just to say well let's let it go and everything's going to be hunky-dory but i do think you're right i do think that sometimes we just react too quickly instead of saying you know what we can respond very differently what does sid banks say about this you guys well, <laughs> there is a quote from Sydney Banks that I think is really relevant. And he says that um, you have no control over what others think, but that you do have the power to control what you think. And um, I think that that has a lot to do with expectation versus acceptance. And as I was thinking about this topic today, I was also thinking about um, how this relates to me, you know, when I when I first thought about this topic, I thought about acceptance and expectations of others. But I think that this also relates to our ideas of our own self. Um, we all place a lot of expectations on ourselves. I place a lot of expectations on trying to be as good of a mother as I can be um, to my kids when I have them. Um, and um, I feel a lot of guilt sometimes because um, I might be focusing on other things while they're with me. Um, maybe I'm grading papers or maybe I'm planning for the next day or maybe I'm talking to friends on the phone instead of being present with my kids. Um, so I think sometimes those expectations that I place on myself aren't necessarily realistic and I have to accept my own limitations and that I'm not going to be perfect all the time um, and and prioritize as best as I can to be the best person that I can be but not place unrealistic expectations on myself yeah the one the one thing we can't ever change is how much time we have in our lives right and so that's in the world of work uh, as a building principle um, I know that there are people that that have expectations of me but what I have to be very cautious of is to not make up things like I assume that my superintendent has these expectations, but I don't really know, you know, and I'll use a simple one. Like I don't have my doctorate yet. Haven't started that programming yet. Is that an expectation of me to do? Or, you know, in my right now in my life, that's not a priority for me because my kids are young, they're growing. I want to spend my time there and I don't really have that desire to move on to that PhD, but 
I, there's always in the back of my mind, is there a pressure there from somebody else that I should be doing this? Uh, what's great is I think I've come to my own comfort level. As you mm-hmm. said, I'm okay doing what I'm doing and being where I'm at. And that there's a lot of freedom in that than not worrying about what other people might be thinking or making up what I think other people are expecting of me. And I like that you talked about what our priorities are and our priorities should be focused on what we value. And as long as we're making choices based on what we value and prioritizing things in our life based on what we value, um, I think that we can be fine with ourselves instead of thinking about what other people are expecting of us. So I want to, you know, going back to the quote with Sydney Banks, you have no control of what others think. And I I think about the relationship that I have now with my parents, very blessed. We had such a long separation for so many years. We're together now, um, but they are, you know, 3,000 miles away right now in California. They are struggling with their health. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm at school, I'm, I'm busy, I'm teaching. I, I wonder sometimes, what are their expectations of me, you know, as a son? And they're not in great health. Do they expect me to call every day? Do they expect me to call every other day? You know, I can't worry about that. I can't control what they're going to think. And what's more is I can't worry about it. And I think that I have evolved so much in the understanding that because I can't control what they're thinking, I can't worry about it. I can only do the best that I can do. Um, and, and, and you know, if they, if they are disappointed that maybe I don't call for four or five or, or six, six days, then whatever that is, I also have to be okay with that too. If they're disappointed, I can't control their thinking. That's their business. I have to be okay with that. And, and, you know, and, and if, if they are disappointed, you know, again, I, I think that I would have a responsibility to, to look at that and maybe do a better job and, and trying to do a better job. But if I don't meet their expectations, then I, I don't know how much of a problem it is of mine or if it is of the people that I quote unquote disappoint, because they also have to evolve and say, you know what, Ben, Ben's, Ben's just Ben. And maybe he's not going to meet every expectation that we set. And I think it's kind of cool when you don't have those expectations. I have several friends, a lot of my friends, college friends, uh, friends that I worked with in the past that, you know, when you move away and you're not in the same proximity, you have situations in your life where you don't connect as much as you'd like to. What's cool with our friend group is because we are close and we all we don't have expectations of each other. We're not holding accountable for calling every year or even month. And but the cool thing is when you get together, <clears throat> it's just like you were together last week, you know. And and it's like you pick up right where you left off, and there's no hard feelings, and it, it can be a great experience. And so sometimes, like I said, if you had those expectations and you could walk in bitter and angry that you <laughs> didn't hang out with these people, oh, absolutely. but we don't. And that's, right. that's the beauty of kind of, I guess that's probably why they're friends of mine is like, you know, we can pick up and just start up and we've even acknowledged it. Like, dude, we haven't talked for three years and it's, it's like we can go out for dinner and it's like, we never were apart. That was, there are, there are two favorite pieces from the, the book on the road, Jack Kerouac. Uh, page 17, by the way, we're doing a podcast from Des Moines, and he says the best bevies of women, the best looking women in the world live in Des Moines. Well, that's Obviously. True. How true that is. On this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that he says is that he, it's a seven-year journey across America, and he does run into these friends from time to time, and he even says in the book, it's like they don't skip a beat. And And I think as we get older, we recognize the fact that our friends have families, they have kids growing up, of course, they're not going to probably be devoted to us as they once were or us to them. And that and that changes the relationship. But I think Mitch, that's a really good point in the understanding. Um, and then that lowers the expectations. 
You guys found some some writings here. You want to talk about the seven things that you should stop expecting from others to try to help people maybe through this process? Right. As I was doing some research on this, um, one of the biggest things that I want to highlight is that um, when we're talking about it, accepting, we have to focus on the fact that we're all different from one another. We come from different places and different backgrounds, and we have different ideas of how to handle situations and what is right and what's wrong. And so that's one of the biggest things that we need to focus on. Um, but I also did some research, and this actually comes from Mark and Angel Chernoff, um, their best-selling authors and creating uh, creator of a website called Hack Life. They said that seven things that you should do to stop accepting expecting things from others are to stop expecting people to agree with you stop expecting people to respect you more than you respect yourself which really hit home for me stop expecting and needing people to like you um i that hit me too in terms of social media hanging out with the soccer moms on the field um stop expecting people to fit your idea of who they are Stop expecting people to know what you're thinking. Um, and that kind of goes with, oh, <laughs> I want people that. that text me within three hours, yeah. where to place my shoes. And then also um, stop expecting people to suddenly change mm. um, and try and change people. I want to, I want to, that, that part where it goes, stop expecting and needing people to like you. You know how true that is. And you know, I don't know everyone's story. So I'm just going to try and be the best Ben that I can be. I'm going to try and be nice and polite to people. But if I don't get that same response, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to try not to worry about it. The first thing I'm going to try and do, and again, neuroplasticity where I have evolved is that I'm so much better at because I don't know their story, I'm going to forgive them. We always go back to traffic. Somebody cuts you off immediately. We know everything about them. Uh, they can't see. Uh, they shouldn't be driving. They're, they're too old, whatever it is. Well, we don't know their story. And because I'm so aware of the fact that we don't know their story, I'm okay if I try and do my best. And if people don't like me, I'm, I, f- I forgive that. That's okay by me. And again, that's such a liberating experience being in touch with the three principles to know that you can control your thinking about those experiences. So, you know, kind of as we wrap this episode up and we, we give you an opportunity to reflect on something for yourself, uh, those that are listening, you know, look at what, what expectations do you have um, of people who, you, or who are in your lives, you know, and look at those um, and are they aware of that? Uh, do they know all those things and how they might be impacting you? And are there things that you, you those expectations that you might be able to let go, bottom line? And are they realistic expectations? Right, right. Are they a priority? Are they important? Yeah. And, you know, and then what would happen if you turn those feelings of expectation into feelings of acceptance? And just, I call it sometimes just be. Oh, it's so good. In, in, in whatever way you can, can do that. And so, you know, we hope that, again, anytime we have one of these episodes that we're touching on some, some topics that are important to you that you can relate to, um, and again, we try to share our stories. So if you have other stories you want to comment on, please always uh, join us in the conversation at any point in time through comments and through um, just interactions with us on our website. But as we do kind of head on to, to our next podcast, um, goals for ourselves, guys, what do you got? What do you, what, what do you want to work on? Um, 
as I was thinking about this, and I always think about things first through sort of a mom angle, um, I think I have expectations of my kids sometimes that aren't necessarily realistic. Um, I expect them to be a certain way. I expect them, number one, when people come over to my house to be social and conversational and extremely polite, and maybe they don't have the type of personality that I necessarily have. They're not super extroverted. Um, So I think that sometimes I place expectations on them that don't necessarily gel with their personalities. Um, And so I need to work on accepting them as individuals, the very different individuals um, through all things on a daily basis. So that's my goal. Well, I tell you, I've I've had uh, an an interesting week in in dealing with some situations and some some relationships. I'm a coach, and and I deal with some coaches in the in the conference. and And I had a situation where a different coach and I we did had different belief systems, and I was I was able to to be very empathetic and and you know not let it bother me. And I was so proud of the way that I responded to it because I really did believe that I was so right in this particular situation. And, and, you know, I don't know if the other coach is going to accept that or not, but I'm okay with the way that I handled it. I, I, I really think that I'm in such a good place right now in my own life um, that for me, I, I, my goal moving on into the next week, there's a, there's a great book called The Rules of Life. And the number one rule is keep it under your hat. I feel real good. I feel real good because I, I know that my thinking right now is in check. It's very clear. Um, but I also know that that can change. And there's another book, uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And Richard Carlson says in the book, um, be grateful for the highs and graceful during the lows. I know this isn't going to last forever. I know at some point I'm going to have a dark day. When that happens, I got to let it just like Mitch said, just let it be. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to let it get worse. But but during the times when things are good, I'm just going to be incredibly grateful. And I am so grateful that we have had the opportunity to have this podcast, that I've shared it with the both of you. So again, thank you. Well, in my world too, I'm this weekend, I'm really excited. I have an alumni basketball tournament back in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. So I'll be traveling, taking Friday off, traveling up there on Thursday. And, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old and I'm now on the team that's called the Legends. And there's not a single other group of, of teams that's like, not in the 2000s, which is terrifying to me. I was, you know, I graduated in 1994. There's no other teams that have, so we are the legends now. So anything less than 2004 is a legend. So I have an expectation of myself in this tournament to like dominate everything, but I know that I'm not going to meet that based on my competition level, but super excited. And again, love the opportunity to go and just be with friends and have great opportunities. And so my, truly my expectations is just to get some time away, say hello, reconnect with some of those friends that we talked about earlier on. So, Well, Mitch, we have high expectations <laughs> and we will expect full reports on that. Well, and I hope to just be able to be walking. So I want to thank everybody again for listening in uh, to our podcast today. And we hope that you had an opportunity to take something away from us. And on behalf of myself, Ben and Melissa, please... Keep your expectations low. <laughs> nice, well said.